With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You are indeed. It's uh, 28 past 12. We'll be here until 3. Chris with you with the Cowboy Danster over there as well. Happy Father's Day again. Joining us on the line now is Scotty Sattler. Scotty Sattler, mate. Happy Father's Day to you. You too also, Christopher. Thank you. Thank you. Any uh, any prezies or are you beyond that? I mean, what do you give the man that's got everything? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty easy to buy for, but also I'm not, a, I'm not a man that likes surprises. Right. I don't like surprises, yeah. So, um, You're a bit strange like that, you? Guys, you a bit strange like that? Yeah, well, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm a guy that likes to buy presents for people, but I don't invariably like presents to be bought for me. So, yes, yes. Mm. I'm a bit the same. Give her more than receive yeah, so my, Well, like my dad, like, I, I, it's just impossible. I, I nah. wouldn't have a clue to... He's addicted to chocolate, but he's got too much of that in his fridge. So yeah. I don't know what to buy him. He doesn't read anymore. Uh, so uh, I don't know. What, what about Rabs? What, oh, mate. Well, Rabs, Rabs? Is, Rabs loves his chocolate too, but he can't. He eats too much yeah. of it, right? And he's high on the high yeah. on the cholesterol and the um, triglycerides yeah. and all that. So you can't give him chocolate, right? He doesn't place. He does. He used to love his golf. He was easy to buy for, right? Golf mm. balls or golf shirt. Doesn't play golf anymore. Don't ask me why. Right. Um, so he just got the card. That's all he, that's all he gets now. So you wouldn't be able to buy him a new pair of binoculars because he'd have some old favourites he would have had for the last oh, he's got years. Exactly, yeah. And the tripod and the Carl yeah. Zeus. The Carl Zeus. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I couldn't afford those, Scotty, anyway, <laughs> on my wicket. <laughs> anyway, mate, um, righto, let's talk some footy then. Let's go right back to the first game of the round, shall we? I think you called that match too, Scotty. So, yep. um, mate, how, before we talk about the Roosters, how bloody disappointing were the Raiders? They were really disappointing with so much at stake. And I think, you know, throughout the season, you try and come up with excuses and you protect your players and you protect your club about your performances and you, you touch on injuries. But I think when it was all said and done and the, games, the game was finished and the Canberra Raiders missed out this year, I think we saw the true reason of, of why there was so much pressure put on the Raiders when George Williams uh, was, you know, was asked to exit the club. Now, in hindsight, it's pretty easy for everyone to say, oh, they should have adhered to his wishes and, and let him stay for the rest of the year. And and the, the, the decision and the position might have been completely different for the Raiders. But, you know, at the time, I think we all applauded. Well, I, I know I applauded the Canberra Raiders for taking a stance against a guy that mm. doesn't want to be at the club anymore. And, you know, reports coming out that he was trying to shop himself to other clubs. So, you know, they, they did what they did. They drew a line in the sand. I think they've got to do that as a club moving forward. Um, but, yeah, it was disappointing for the Raiders. Uh, what they do next year, I'm not quite sure. I don't think they improve because there's not a lot of halfbacks on the market at the moment. and mm. That's what they desperately need. We talk about some players, Scotty Sattler, um, meteoric rise in their careers. You know, the likes of, let's say, a Nico Hines. I'm not sure if you can have a meteoric descent, but keep in mind Jack Whiten was voted the best player in the competition last year. My goodness, it's been a, it's been a fall from him this year? It has. It, it, it's... Um... Yeah, and it's in all parts of the game as well. You know, we want him to run the ball because he's such a big specimen. You know, he reminds me of Laurie Daly when Laurie used to take the line yeah. on and almost impossible to be able to dominate him. So 
Uh, yeah, Jack really went away from that. He just became a passer. I'm not sure whether he was injured throughout the back part of the year after Origin. His kicking game was off. Um, his physicality, the way that he likes to play an aggressive style, was was completely gone. Now, mm. uh, I don't know what's going on down there. Maybe the departure of George Williams and all the all the furore surrounding that has mm. really affected that group down there. But there, there's something internally amongst that group down there, from admin to coaches to players, that mm. that you know I think a, a pretty deep. Uh, assessment of the season and a review has got to be made of, of what's what's happened to try and improve next year. Yeah, and I'm not trying to bag, Jack. I'm just sort of reflecting what I'm reading and hearing from Raiders fans as well, you know. All right, um, away from the Raiders, the Roosters, and uh, they continue to defy the odds. I mean, it, it's been remarkable. Um, people say, you know, they've, they've got a whole side on the sidelines, but but still, you look at their team and it's it's still pretty handy, isn't it? And they've got players to come back for week one of the finals. Yeah, we always look at Clubs like you say, oh, the Melbourne Storm, they recruit better than everyone. I think the Roosters have always been up there as well. You know, Trent Robinson, Nick Politis and Cole have always done a great job at really doing good due diligence on their players and, and understanding what players are going to fit into the fabric of their club. And yeah, they have so, you know, they've, had, they've had 17 players this year that have missed four weeks or more throughout the season. And to be sitting in, in at one stage, they're the top four. is a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Now, I've always thought the coach of the year each year is the, is the coach who wins the comp because it is so hard to win a, a comp. And as a coach, you've got to be so good on your game every day for, across a large facet of areas of the coach, you know, from man manager to counsellor to, you know, to coach, to friend, to father figure, whatever it may be. You've got to wear a lot of hats. And, and But what Trent Robinson's done this year with the Roosters side, I've got to say, it's... it's I, 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 I'd be, it'd be fair to say that if you ask Trent Robinson, you know, where they finish up this year, wherever they end up finishing up in the finals, uh, is this one of your proudest coaching mm. years in outside of all the other three competition competition years that they've won? Uh, I think it sits up there with what yeah. he's been able to do with his playing group. I reckon. I reckon you're probably right there, Sats. Um, so they'll play. The Chooks will play either the Sharks or the Titans in week one of the finals. So. In all likelihood, you'd probably expect them at least to to go through to the the second round, wouldn't you? So they're they're not done yet. The Chooks are not done yet. So they might just um, be the thorn in the side going through the finals. We'll talk more about that. Uh, Melbourne Storm 28-16 winners over the Sharks. The Sharks put up a fight. Uh, Melbourne, again, missing a few players. Um, Question I want to ask you, uh, Sats, looking ahead to next week. So they're they're, um, round one of the finals clash against Manly. What's he going to do with his bench? Because Harry Grant will be on the bench. They'll start Brandon Smith mm-hmm. at hooker. You want to carry three forwards, don't you? Is there, Can you believe that Nico Hines may even miss out? No, I don't think, you know, I don't think Melbourne need to carry three forwards, to right. be quite honest, because they've got Finucane that can play 80 if you need him to. They've got yeah. Felice Kafusi that can play 80. They've got Kenny Bromwich that can play 80. So mm-hmm. really, you've just got to alternate your front rows. So... Mm. I'd still have Harry Grant uh, at 14. And Hines. Um, and I think, and, I, and Hines is 17, just because I think with the new HIA rules, you've got to have someone who's willing to, that can play all positions in the back line. Even if they only play five minutes, you've got to carry yeah. someone, unfortunately. Um, this is where the 18th man can be used for all HIA under um, under HIA assessments. This is yeah. where the 18th player could be really used um, in the game moving forward. And then, with Hines and, and Harry Grant, um, you then got Tui Kamakamita and Nelson Asopo-Solomana that covers your front row. So 
I think they're pretty sorted, to be mm. honest. I don't think it's mu- as much as a, a concern as what everyone's making it out because they've got mm. players that can play long minutes and just alternate forwards. Yeah, you, they have to be in the team, both of them. Hines and Grant yeah. have to be in the, okay, 70. Um, there's a watch on a sofa, Solomona. He got, uh, he's on report too, isn't he? I don't know if that charge sheet has come down yet. Anyway, uh, moving on, mate. Manly, um, they didn't really click into top gear until late on last night um, against the, the Cowboys. We're just running out of ways to describe this Tom Trebojevic, but equally so, another big night too for, for Ruben Garrick. Um, I imagine you watched that. Uh, we'll talk about the Broncos and Knights in a moment. You probably watched that Manly game, did you? Did you Did you see that last try, 110-metre effort? Yeah, I tried the year, without a doubt. <laughs> um, yeah, what a way to finish the game. But just outside of finishing the game, just everyone getting on board as well. Yeah, they're playing like they're really excited and they're really, they've got so much energy. They look like a bunch of young kids. And they're a little bit like Penrith. They just love playing with each other, and that comes with, with winning games. Uh, you know, Melbourne, you look at the Melbourne side when they were winning comps before, and they had Brett Stewart dominating fullback, Tom Trebojevic, and then you've got um, you've got the Cherry Evans and Foran in the halves, who have got a great combination. Mm. Then you have Glenn Stewart, the ball-playing back row, at Josh Schuster. Schuster yeah. You know, it's all starting to, it's all starting to morph into what their, their great teams look like at the, you know, the end of the two. 2008, you know, 9, 10, and into those, you know, when they won in 2011 as well. So, yeah, there's a lot There's a lot to like of what Manly are doing. And can they win the comp? If you ask me six or seven weeks, yeah, I thought, no, no, they're probably leaking too many points. Mm. But, yeah, they're, they're, a, they're a genuine force now. And finishing fourth, actually, is the best place to finish. And talking about this yesterday with, with Nick Davis and Adam Peacock, fourth, it's not sexy to finish first anymore. There's really... You get a hundred thousand dollars. That's it. You don't get a weekend off like you used to under the old system. So, finishing fourth, you get a free hit. You either beat team one, you have a weekend off, or you get beaten by team one, and you don't face that team until grand final day. So, yeah, yeah. finishing fourth is probably the best position to finish in the, in the top eight. Mm. Uh, quite a performance. Uh, yeah, Manly, we know they can score points. They score points for fun. Um, the, the only question mark, if I've got maybe, um, we talk about Schuster and Olakowatu, you know, is there a p- possible defensive deficiency there um, between those two the, the, that might come under the microscope against the, the big guns? I, I guess time will tell. You called, I think, the, the match last night, didn't you? The Broncos and the Knights. And, uh, gee, Knights going into the finals on the back of disappointing form. Yeah, I, I don't think Adam O'Brien, um, I don't think it was too it was really important for him to worry where how they finished that game off yesterday. It was probably mm. about more how they played. Mm. Uh, the result obviously wasn't going to be um, their priority because you know they took they took Ponger and Pierce off uh, about ten minutes into the second half, and and that was always going to be the plan whether they were winning mm. or losing. I'm led to believe, and they still had you know both side feeders out with Barnett, out Tyson Frizzell, out Fiasso, Jaden Braley, Jaden Braley, yeah, so. Again, I don't think it really concerned where they finished. They knew who they were going to play next week, which is Parramatta. Mm. So it was more about just letting their key playmakers play a, a, a portion of the game, continue to get some, some game time under their belt, because Pierce has been out for a long period of time. Ponga was out for a long period of time. So but just to get some, some uh, running in their legs and now um, and rest them was, was probably the perfect scenario for Adam O'Brien. What, what did concern you for Newcastle was their 
their inability to have respect for the footy. They just mm. they dropped the ball at will. Their completion rate was horrible. Uh, but, you know, they're playing up against a, a team, the Brisbane Broncos, trying to farewell one of their proudest servants in Alex Glenn, who yeah. came up with a tackle 10 seconds before full-time to stop a try, which just, you know, basically just was a, it was a bit of a window into into what Alex Glenn's career's been about, which is just doing all the hard yards. So, yeah, good day for the Broncos yesterday on a Saturday afternoon. Beautiful day at Suncorp. You know, 20,000 people there. It was, a, you know, it was a great afternoon to, to farewell Alex Glenn. And, and Anthony Meaford, of course, of course, you know, in his early stages at, at the Broncos, he was outstanding. Mm. Um, 285 games for Alex Glenn so he uh, is the fourth most capped Brisbane player and he's been a great servant for them it's it's quite remarkable isn't it Newcastle Knights so they are the seventh best team in the competition in terms of ladder position yet they have um, they've conceded 143 negative points um, minus 143 it's it's quite remarkable that they have finished seventh on on the ladder. Looking at that, they're they're in the in the deficit by one hundred and forty three. Sats, can I ask you then, finally, mate? Um, all right, I'm going to ask you for a uh, to frame a market, right? One, two, three, and four. One, two, three, and four. You think are your own market, the Sats betting market. So we've got Melbourne, <laughs> Penrith, we've got Souths, we've got Manly, we've got the Roosters. Go for it. I've got. I've got um, I've got four, I've got four uh, as South. Okay. I've yeah. got three at Manly. I've right. got two Melbourne and one Penrith. Okay, I like it. All right, mate. Yeah. Uh, Souths, they play Penrith next weekend, next Saturday, the seven thirty game. Uh, they've lost their last five against Penrith. Mm. Just on the Panthers, mate. They. Um, yeah, they played a, you know, a, a second-string Eels outfit. But you get the feeling that they are sort of peaking again, aren't they? They're peaking again at the right time. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know, Jerome Lewis has been, hasn't been the same, and he admitted not having Nathan there. He felt a little bit awkward. So he's got to get over that and, and learn to control games and not rely on Nathan. But I think Nathan Clear has gone to another level. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's frightening where we're going to be talking about him in six or seven years' time. But mm. right now, he's better than last year, I believe. And coming back with that shoulder injury, which is always going to be touch and go, is either going to go again, or the medical staff has done a great job to to um, to get it back into a you know his shoulder into, into a position where it, it feels comfortable to make contact. So, you know, I um, yeah, you know, I feel as though Penrith are, are, are willing to, oh, sorry, are ready to. To go to another level. Okay. And do the Titans beat the Warriors by 11 points or more? Well, you know, they haven't defended well enough this year to to be able to defend a a 12 or 14-point lead. Um, But it's all before them today. And something something tells me the way the weekend's played out that we're going to wait till the 2 o'clock game to see who's going to take eighth position. says to me that I think the Titans will will win by 12 or more. I've, I've, I've picked the Warriors to win. That was before the weekend, and now yeah. the way the weekend has played out. If I'm Justin Holbrook, I am saying, David Fafita, we need you like we've never needed you before. I'm not going to bring you off the bench and put you on there with 10 minutes to go on the first half. I'm starting you with a maximum impact, and we need it from the very first whistle. And if they do that, I think they win by more than 12. All right. Thanks, Scotty. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. And again, happy Father's Day. 
See you, <laughs> See you, buddy. There he is, Sats. Uh, we chew the fats with the Sats on a Sunday, and uh, good to have him back on the line, Scotty Sattler there. Um, really good fella. So the winner of uh, that match, if the Titans can win by 11 or more against the Warriors, they go into the eight at the expense of Cronulla Sharks. We'll take a quick break. When we return, I'm going to go through the uh, the whole scenario on uh, what happens if uh, the Sharks and the Titans do actually finish uh, exactly level on for and against. You're listening to NRL Match Day.